0: What's up, y'all? This is OG Swagger Dick, and you're now tuning in to Cabbage's Hip Hop Podcast. Ooh, wee. Booyah Shucker.
1: podcast. I'm your host, Gary Suarez. I'm a music journalist and critic, and I write a twice-weekly hip-hop newsletter called Cabbages, which you can subscribe to for free at cabbageshiphop.com. Joining me as always is my 420 friendly friend and co-host, music industry insider Jeffrey Lachlan. It's season three of the podcast, and for those of you keeping count, this one's all about stoner comedies. So today, we'll be talking about Your Highness, the 2011 film that the New York Times called, quote, a Cheech and Chong movie in period drag. And we'll get into the show in just a minute. But please, if you're listening and you haven't done this already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you could rate the show five stars, that would be even better. And if you could do all that and write a review, well, then you'd be my knight in shining armor. Thank you. Sorry. Here's a word from our sponsor. This episode of Cabbages is brought to you by Wave Party. We've got sounds for music makers. Samples, loops, and Ableton packs based on analog drum machines, modular synthesizers, and all kinds of weird-ass gear. It's all 40% off
2: right now during our summer sale. And every cent goes to Compass Center to support women and families in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Everyone deserves safety and support. Check it out at waveparty.com.
0: There's a bunch of free stuff, too. That's w-a-v-party.com.
2: almost impossible for me to want to like really discuss the film even the parts i laughed at i don't even want to like reveal that i laughed at them because it makes me a, an idiot 13 year old you know what i mean I'm, I'm projecting that image out into the world gary not here yet uh, we we've, we've talked about bad movies on this show before we have we've talked about this was for me kind of tom and jerry level misery. It's, I was it's gonna not ask, as bad as Tom and Jerry. I was like, so we
1: surprised. we did forty five minutes on Tom and Jerry. We did. We were able to when we had an amazing guest, obviously for that. You know, with Don Will was was somebody who was well versed in Tom and Jerry lore and could but absolutely also that was our least.
2: In a way, he was one of our best guests, but also it was one of our least funny episodes because we were all just so depressed. Right. And I don't want that to happen again. So, like, how do we? How do we combat the fatigue of of bad movie centers?
1: And look, I'm going to try not to get dark with this when, when talking about this movie, but I, 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 there's some dark shit that I I am kind of holding on to from from watching this. You know, I, I watched mean, how this. How could
2: you not? It was a, there was some really I, weird I, choices.
1: Let's uh, maybe the we'll wizards. get into it. Maybe we'll get into it when we when we really talk. I don't know. I'm going to hopefully not. To, we
2: have but, to. I know. I don't want to talk about the wizard, but, but the, we have to. It's, we have to at some point.
1: No, I I know, but. I mm. think there's a way for us to talk about this movie without it being a downer for the entire episode.
2: Okay. Like there's okay. silly
1: there's some like cuz choices choices make this make make parts of this if not necessarily funny but interesting. So for example, why when Justin Thoreau who plays the evil wizard Lazar, uh-huh. why when he reclaims Zoe Deschanel Belladonna uh-huh. uh into his into captivity. he has a feast with his witch mothers where they eat fish sticks and peas. <laughs> That's I didn't
2: even realize that there were peas in the dead no there was a bowl
1: was bowls, like, bowls of I peas, just bowls yeah. of peas.
2: Oh my God.
1: so fish and Toby Jones appearing via um Toby Jones is Julie, um, the eunuch um, appearing to him in some cauldron or whatever. And saying, you know, oh, is that Fish Fingers? You know, that to me is one of the funniest parts of the film. And it has- Velazona
2: singing for no reason. It's a musical for like a minute and a half. Yes. I, I didn't laugh so much at her singing as she's about to get married. But I did laugh at the like stupidity of having a song and then never again bringing up anyone singing.
1: Well, the song, song. the song is brilliant. The song is brilliant because, like, she actually like she has albums out. Like Zoe Deschanel has like, right, right music out. But it was the the joke with that that's that really is funny is James Franco is really singing in that scene too. Right, and he's, he's, and he's so a terrible brilliant. singer.
2: Oh, that was like that scene, and then to never bring up singing again, I was like, "That's I'm down. We can I can work with this." And again, I think we talked about this while we were watching it the first time. But there was, like, until the scene with the wizard, it was earmarked to me to be a funny movie. Like, it, this could have been pretty good. Yeah. I was still willing to give them laughs at, at really dumb shit because I was like, cool, this is going to, like, pay off. We're going to have, like, fun stuff happen.
1: Yeah. Look, the wizard there was, comes no, it, th- not the wizard. Not the wizard. And the, the wizard comes no. and
2: everything changes. No more smoking. No more. It's just only dick jokes. No, it's a stern, like efficient amount of of dick jokes, like you're driving a fucking Volvo.
1: I started when I started watching efficient. the film. We haven't st-
2: had a dick joke in two and a half minutes. We got to get one in.
1: When I started watching the movie, I, with you know, the eyes of someone in 2021, I, you know, there was the scene with in the the dwarf kingdom. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be really awkward. There's going to be a lot of like shitty jokes about little people. I'm going to hate this. Mm-hmm. But then the one gag they did around that was actually one of the funniest things in the film was the gallows is too small for Danny McBride's Thaddeus.
2: I mean, like the beginning of this film, we're like right there on it being pretty good. Like that's like the expectation. Like 2015, 20, 20 minutes? Yeah. Is that like the gags are good? Things are fun. There's some lighthearted sex humor and then it turns into penises. It really does. It really does.
1: I know we've watched this multiple times Mm. ahead of this episode which we do because we care about our listeners and providing them with a good program.
2: We have to be experts on on the matter. We have
1: to be able to speak to it otherwise it's just it's just pointless. But like I started to do my research around this and I realized what the problem of this movie is that it's all your fault, Jeff. It's my fault? Because all these guys-
2: Because ston- I smoked some weed?
1: No, because all these guys are stoners from North Carolina, like you. I gave
2: birth to these people?
1: These are your people. Like my this is people? your clan. This I'm is your clan.
2: This. Yeah, this is your people. What is New York City ever given to culture? everything (laughs) (laughs) say you Gary say it for always that's the way it should be I don't want to talk about the wizard say you Gary say it forever naturally
1: we'll be right back I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today's show. Joining us now is OG Swagadick. Ooh, wee. The Boston Rappers' latest project is called Flaccid Rap, available wherever music is streamed or sold. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's happening, man? I did my
0: OOE early, so you know, that's the free ooh-wee, man. You know, the rest of you know, you got to pay for, you know, $50 of OOP. No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> ooh, wee. We crowdfund. <laughs> hey,
0: crowdfund for the OOEs. We so crowdfund.
1: OG- Put on Please, credit. can We're we get a new, it.
0: get us a new ooey. Sign into my Patreon, they had me say
1: Oui multiple times. Well, you're one of the funniest people who's in my Instagram feed almost every day. And oh, thank you. I love what you do uh, on multiple levels. And I felt like if anybody was going to sit down and talk with us about Your Highness, it was going to be you. So thank you so much for doing this with us. Yeah, man. David Gordon Green, the director. This was his follow-up to Pineapple Express. Huge hit. A number of the same cast members uh, are in this film as well. Did you see Pineapple Express like when it came out? Did you have any kind of memories of just your experience with that film or is this something you came to later? Um, when
0: Pineapple Express came out, I just knew it was about weed. And what year was that? Was it like 2010 or something like that?
1: It was 2008.
0: 2008? Yeah. So... I definitely was around it. Wasn't really like watching it. I don't think because I was just, I'm not, it's funny. I'm like not a huge movie person, but at the same time i watch movies, but like a niche kind of movie, <laughs> but um, I watch, I watch trash movies. Trash movies. Yeah. Well, movies that people would think are trash, but you know, some of them are not trash. Some of them are trash, but they're so trash that they're entertaining. But um,
2: I also, by this, uh, by this weird, Rule where, yeah, I man, terrible I, movies.
0: I took you know, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny, but yeah, Pineapple <laughs> kind of Express. I didn't really watch it until I don't know when. I don't know when I, I've watched bits and pieces, but I haven't just sat down and watched the whole thing. Funny enough,
2: do you remember enjoying it at
0: all? I remember enjoying the parts that I watched, definitely. Hmm. I thought it was funny, so I gotta go watch the whole thing. I know, like. There's a part where they're like looking for the drugs and like they're in the car and the killers are inside, I guess, or the hitmen, mm. And that's like the part I remember the most. And then the smoking, of course.
2: Now, do you remember liking anything in your highness?
0: This is the first time I watched your highness and mm. I was very confused, but <laughs> yeah, there a were some good, parts that's I laughed a good way at. To put it. <laughs> and I, so with me, I don't know if I'm really big into medieval things, like the Mm. medieval times, Mm. it just turns me off. I don't
2: think anybody in this movie was either.
0: And and I think that's why I appreciate it because Mm. they want this left, especially Mm. going from Pineapple Express, you just go into this, like this is your next movie. It's just like based on medieval medieval times. But this movie was, was, there there were funny parts to it. Mm -hmm. It was just, I was just kind of like scatterbrained.
1: Before we go too much deeper, I think it'd be helpful for us to understand kind of and go back for a sec to say, like, you said that you watch trash movies. And I feel like that's something that comes up on this show a lot,
2: hmm. both
1: in terms of my taste in films and Jeff's films. We watch a lot of movies that people think are bad or are guilty pleasures, not just for the show, but just in general. Like, you know, yeah. we did a whole season of Leprechaun movies. Like, you know, we, we, we are absolutely. We did a whole season that- of that Leprechaun movies. Did you watch Leprechaun from the hood? We we watched also we watched all six with Warwick Davis, so in the hood and back to the hood. Yo, that's
0: crazy! I didn't even those movies just look scary. I'm just like it's a leprechaun, it's a leprechaun in the hood. I just was like this movie might be shitty. I'm not gonna watch it. It would it would always come on, and I would mm-hmm. just like kind of walk out the room. I think.
2: Oh uh, well, if you ever get a chance. The don't watch them don't watch
0: them no don't the watch real him. money i'm gonna watch them i'll watch the them.
2: real money is leprechaun in space that is a fantastic piece of garbage film leprechaun what? in
0: space sounds nuts why oh. is a leprechaun in space
2: oh there's so many great questions if you watch them all in order the questions only get more inordinate and pointless
1: especially because he goes to space before he goes to the hood that's fire. He went to space and then went
2: to the hood. Also, there you is you know no That's explanation. a humble leprechaun. There's no explanation as to why he goes to space or how. <laughs> He's just I mean, he, he, smash he, cut open the leprechaun. He just goes to, to space. space. Yeah.
0: I can appreciate that leprechaun though because you know that's very humble. You know he went back to the hood to see other leprechauns. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> oh, hot take. Maybe it was shot in Boston and maybe he thought the Irish people still lived in Dorchester.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oh oh uh, hey, really what's good. We're getting very topical here. Getting regional okay. and topical. I appreciate. Love it con in the hood, man. Hot takes. It's amazing. Now, I, I do want to get your take on your what your definition of or examples of perhaps a good trash movie, like the kind of trash movie that you would defend, or you if you saw it on TV, you'd say I'm gonna watch this. I don't care how many times I've seen it.
0: Oh man, a good trash movie. Um, damn. Oh, uh, like the old Master P movies.
1: Oh, sure, like I got the
0: hookup. I got the hookup, but more so like the movies that came out with the albums, like the last Dawn movie.
1: Oh. this is like,
0: why is Master P talking in an Italian accent and a part of the mob? None of it makes absolute sense at all, none of it. But it is so good because it's just so bad. Sub question,
2: why isn't he talking in an Italian accent?
0: It's so bad. Why is Master P talking the Natalia? He's like, my father is dead. I am the Dung. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And then there's like a basketball scene where like the the gym, the the locker room gets shot up. It's just mad random things like Hot Boys. Hot Boys is a good movie, but it's bad too. It's just, I don't know. I just like seeing the flaws and and laughing.
2: I have a pair of Percy Miller shorts uh, from his, Fifteen day contract ten day contract with the Hornets, and it it reminded me that like you can't get a any kind of movie with him in it that doesn't have a basketball scene in it for some reason. Yo, that's true. He's always playing. He's like that's kind of like no, what really really good at playing basketball. I got it. I got it, man. Yeah,
0: he it's kind of like what Martin Lawrence in boxing because Martin Lawrence mm. used to box. Oh. So like he always does like you notice it in the show Martin he always wants to fight. That's like a, he, he incorporates that in there because he was a boxer. So like he, I know, I know he does that in a lot of movies and things like in his younger days. But yeah, it's kind of funny how like, that's always like a thing.
2: In your highness, I feel like that talent is uh, at the beginning is smoking weed and then later yeah. making dick jokes.
0: It, exactly. Yo, that's crazy. It's so crazy. I was lost, but I picked that up. <laughs> like it was definitely weed. Damn. And then it was like a bunch of like sex jokes, a bunch of like, uh, what's it called? Um, Just, I misogyny. Just misogyny. Yeah, misogyny. Yeah. It's yeah. mad misogyny. It's pretty funny. Which- Isn't it like <laughs> the scene where a uh, homegirl comes in and she's like the best one? I forgot her name. She's on the um cover though. And that he's like, different? We're men. We'll protect you. Yeah. He's like, We're men. We'll protect you. <laughs> and she's like
2: clearly better than them. That was, like, her entrance and her exits were incredible. Everything in between, it was very, very obvious that person did not want to be in this film.
1: No, Natalie Portman definitely didn't come off as somebody who wanted to be in this film. And there's some evidence beyond just the performance, of course, too.
2: Right, yeah. What's the evidence? She did this film to try and bankroll Black Swan. But then somebody else bankrolled it and she was just stuck there with these with these total morons
1: (laughs) she had her passion project and she's like well i'll suck it up and do this you know swords and sorcery parody film with these boneheads but then it turned out that she got financing for it and didn't need to but right. she had already signed on to do this movie, and she was kind of trapped. Oh, okay. So she uh, uh, that's sort of like the subversive narrative. Like, I think she she put on a good face for the the press around the film. But
2: I mean, would you go in and like act your ass off with these dudes, uh, improving? Well, yes. Well, that's 90% the, of written script. Well,
1: that's the key thing. Is like Natalie Portman is not an improv person. Right. She's an actress. Right, you give her a script, she can do amazing things with it. Right, but improv basically, she's around a bunch of people who have done tons of improv. And if you watch Pineapple Express, like the improv scenes between James Franco and Danny McBride, uh, and with and with Seth Rogen, of course, are really well done and really funny. And for some reason, I don't know, somewhere between Pineapple Express and Your Highness, they forgot how to do funny
2: improv. Well, that's what I was going to say is improv like 90% dick jokes now. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was
0: that. a lot of dick jokes in this one. Um and the naked the naked woman thing was uh, I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. Um
2: where they threw I mean, a sci-fi movie into the middle of this film. <laughs> yeah, was, that was also it's confusing. A sci-fi coo- movie for, for the, the next like, 6 minutes.
0: There was also an alien and yeah. I was like okay, all right. So the aliens into an equation now. And then, uh, oh, the guy that was Dickless—that was—I I, like that one. That was pretty good.
1: Oh, Toby Jones. I mean, yeah, Toby Jones, who like played like played like Truman Capote. Like he's played like really amazing roles. Like he's quite a well-regarded actor, and he plays a eunuch in, in this one. This might be like white people's equivalent to
0: like I Got the Hookup too. Or like how high two or something like I'm that. I'm
2: listening. Go on.
1: This
0: might be. <laughs> this might be you guys' uh you guys' like, I got the hookup too. I'm not mad at that. Because those. it's like a shitty movie. I think, oh damn, white people got the movies too. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, white people got just as
2: bad movies as black people. Oh but like Oh, I would I would go ahead and jump in and say that there's equal trash. I mean like in like members.
0: a bad like com- com- comedic way, like. right we made this to be funny, but like, and we got this all-star cast kind of,
2: mm-hmm. of like
0: mad, just, let's just put mad people that people know that are funny. But in this film, it doesn't really work together. Right. It's just kind of like a weird- And they have like, done
2: movies together before. It's not like these dudes had yeah. just met
0: and started improv. Yeah, like I got the they hook up two like movies like times. that. Yeah, it's like a bunch of funny people and like maybe they've all been together and stuff, but then like they come in this movie and it's just like, uh, doesn't even better. This is you guys' soul plane. That's what this is. Okay,
2: now yes, we're talking. this is your soul I'm plane. You on this,
0: this is your soul plane. Your highness is equivalent to soul plane. That works
1: for me, Gary. How do you feel about this? I mean, look, I feel like that denigrates soul plane.
0: Hmm. That's fair. Soul Plane was at least, yeah, I would say Soul Plane was kind of what had more jokes, but it was still a little like. Oh, it's also terrible. No, it's it, terrible, but like the Monique okay. stuff
1: in Soul Plane is better than anything in this film.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part was funny. There was some, so there were some funny parts in Soul Plane, but then there were just some parts that I grew up and watched and was just like, fam, why did I like this when I was little? Like, this shit is ass, bro. I also had a DVD before it's like months before Soul Plane came out, I had a bootleg and mm. it had all of the real music. Like it had 50 Cent in the club. It had like music, all the music that they made like fake the parody music to, or like mm. the music that they, I guess they couldn't clear or something. So you had
2: the screener. I,
0: I think so. I think I had the screener and that shit was so much better. People would talk about how bad Soul Plane was. And I thought it was so good, but and I guess it's because I watched the screener, but when you watch it on BET or something, I'm just like this shit is trash, bro. Like, what the fuck is
1: this? I think you were absolutely on point when you said this is white people's idea of funny in a bad yeah. movie because that is exactly what this is. Because you know, the last film that we watched for the podcast was uh, we watched Grow House, and uh, I don't know if you've seen Grow House. Dre Davis and uh, Lil Duvall, Dre
0: Davis and Lil Duvall. That sound
1: and on Love is in it,
0: and it's just- this. Those, oh my gosh, that is like, that is the cast, for like low budget, like we want to be funny movie. That's like the people that not so more so D-Ray Davis, but like on Love and fucking, who's the last person you just said? Uh, Lil oh, Duval. And Lil Duval. Like, yeah, like back then it's just like, ah, he's funny. Let's get him. Ah, like it's kind of like you just gather up all these funny people and you're like, yeah, they're hella funny. But like in this movie, it just comes off as kind of like, all
2: right. This is this like, is something that happens with a lot of Stoner movies. Yeah, it's like it's nice. They gotta and check on that. Some I'm of gonna... them it's because there's this like expectation that, you know, like the Hollywood expectation for what happens when you smoke weed is, you know, dramatic and weird and and not that funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just kind of like you're file you know, 60- out and do crazy stuff. I'm like, dude, most of us just like it's not funny. Because, you know, you smoked weed and you, like, broke and entered into someone's house and made, like, a a butter statue. Yeah. Funny because you watched a TV show and it was funnier because you were high. That's it. That's what most of us do. I think that's
0: why How High was so funny. And, like, movies like, um, oh, fuck, Half Baked. I think they were so funny because they actually, like, kind of, they got the stoner like it was like real it felt like a real stoner but it felt like comedy too like it
2: pineapple it express wasn't too. Over, like, yeah pineapple express credit where credit's I'm just news, yeah. those nailed
0: it yeah, yeah that movie that too film. i was just saying more so like movies i've i've watched like thoroughly right but like those those two movies i named specifically they like they captured like an actual stoner like It's Method Man and Red Man just smoking weed, being cool, and, like, getting good grades. And you wouldn't expect them to get good good grades because they look like potheads and smell like weed. But then they got jokes out the ass, and they're just them. It's just,
1: like, it just worked. I I think where the fundamental difference with a film like Your Highness is, is, like, you take a film, like, how high? And you know the budget is kind of low, and so you come in with somewhat lowered expectations, and you enjoy what you've watched. This was big budget, multi-million dollars with Mm -hmm. people who were like Hollywood stars. Like Danny McBride was a fucking star at this point. He had like two seasons of Eastbound and Down. James Franco was James Franco. Like James Franco was huge by that point. And Natalie Portman. Like, so you put these people in there and the director is David Gordon Green who had had a huge success with Pineapple Express. And so like you have all of these people. So suddenly the expectation is now huge. Oh, so we've got- James Franco, around the time of 127 hours. You've got Danny McBride between seasons two and three, Beast Bound and Down. And like, this is the same year he did like 30 Minutes or Less. He did Kung Fu Panda I was about to say, he
2: was in like 17 things that year. And maybe that was it, is that like the first one, they all had the time to like do the damn thing. And now this time they were crazy, pulled in a hundred directions and thought they could get together and crack some dick jokes and and make it it was it was it was definitely which to be fair to them they cracked a bunch of dick jokes they got one of those two steps right
0: yeah i think this this thing was just like a (laughs) it was kind of exaggeration high movie it was just kind of like yeah it's like that person that like smoke for the first time and they're like acting like they're high but you can tell they're not really high they're just like like, oh you know i'm mad high bro oh yo oh oh things look weird and like no yeah Uh you're just like no it doesn't (laughs) Like, I'm right here. Do you want to go to Burger King? I'm hungry. Why are you doing all this? Weed <laughs> doesn't make you act like this. What did it you smoke? Because I didn't doesn't. smoke.
1: You're not chasing sheep. You're not out there. Yeah. Like, that doesn't, is what you fucking do. They built this up as, this is a high budget stoner comedy. Yeah. And then after 30 minutes, nobody smokes weed anymore. Yeah, they just smoke weed like one time. They smoke in the opening credits, the animated opening credits. He smokes instead of attending his brother's wedding. Yeah. Uh, Thaddeus smokes in the carriage at the start of the quest. Right. Smokes some shit in the lair of the wise wizard. Right. And then we don't
2: see him smoke weed ever
1: again in the film.
2: To the point where it's less stoner film than it is an action adventure comedy. And this this brings up my point, who is this movie for? That's one of my favorite questions, one of Gary's favorite questions.
0: I think it's just for people who like these actors, personally.
2: I think because it's kind of like be. the
0: same cast.
2: Yeah. Um
0: this would be there to pimp a butterfly. Even though that <laughs> album is amazing. But it just goes like I was about to say, I don't know if
2: I want to put those see. on the same level. No, no,
0: no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's on a lower, very much lower scale. But it's just like they kind of you go from one thing and then you go totally left and people don't expect this. I don't think people would expect us from Pineapple Express. You wouldn't expect like medieval times from mm. like, oh, we just found some great weed and we're being chased, you know, <laughs> it kind yeah. of just like, it just goes in a totally different setting.
2: Can we get you to write the like blurbs that go on to uh, like cable networks? Like if I flip through and I hit Pineapple Express and the little blurb is like, what did you say?
0: I don't even know what I just said. This is the
2: two no, no. five stoner movies. That's good. And then the oh, next line highness. would be like, oh, we just found some really good weed and now we're being chased. I would be like, well, I've got to watch this fucking movie.
0: Yeah, we just found weed <laughs> and now we're being chased. That's really like the description. Put of those Pineapple two Express. thoughts
2: together. But it's boom, good. good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then your highness is kind of like, okay, if I like Star Wars and Pineapple <laughs> Express and all of these actors. And then I also watched Game of Thrones. I would like this movie. And I don't like two out of the three of those.
1: (laughs) It's really funny that you bring up Game of Thrones because the King, played by Charles Dance, King Talius, is fucking like one of the lead people in, In Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones, and like was yeah, like the first season of Game of Thrones was like right after this.
0: Damn! So mm-hmm. I mean, shout really out to active. that because yeah, yeah, shout out to that because that got him that role. I'm pretty sure. So you I know, know. some good came out of it, I guess, for like a, a a niche brand of people.
1: Good for Charles Dance.
0: I told my girlfriend she might like this movie because she's into like medieval things.
2: She also might find it to be a disturbing view of the universe that she's grown to love.
0: Yeah, she also might just be kind of over She old might be it. like,
2: this sucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, she might. It's kind of fun watching- You watching gotta keep us posted. Yeah, like I, I was watching this video yesterday and um, I was laughing so much and I like told her to watch it and then she picked up exactly what I picked up in like 30 seconds. And I just started laughing Bam. Hmm. It was just the most funniest thing ever.
2: Where where are we at on laughs? Were you guys like laughing a lot?
0: I laughed, but like then I kind of got distracted. Yeah. I wasn't, I don't know. I just kind of got distracted. Maybe I need to sit down again and watch it.
2: There were long periods. The battle scenes were wildly forgettable. The first one with the fingers was cool. Oh, that, that was one, the only yeah. one I. That was that, actually like a really cool thing. Yeah, that one was cool. Um,
0: the rest of them were kind of like, I, don't, I really don't remember. I mm-hmm. just remember like him telling him if he like really he could actually be a good nobleman, but he was just like kind of a jack off. But then he ends up not being a jack off and right. fixing it, getting together.
1: Yeah, in in one of the most like abrupt scenes ever he suddenly becomes less of a piece of shit right yeah because he's been like talked to by a a wall made of eyes that's helped him (laughs) see the light are you fucking kidding me that that's like you've been a shit bag for your entire (laughs) life but then like a wall full of eyes says like here's your way home or you can save your brother's life and he's like suddenly now i give a shit Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: if you present something as a really easy binary, then people can make like a really good decision. If everything yeah, was, was just simple and stupid, then everybody would make the right decision all the
0: time. Yeah, it was just <laughs> kind of like it was just way too much going on. Yeah, you had the like ghost talking, then you had that alien, then you had smoking weed, and then medieval times, it just like it just all didn't work together. It's kind of like putting watermelon in a, in a smoothie it's just not really like yeah. the best thing.
1: You know, to get back to to Jeff's question from before, who is this movie for? It's for David Gordon Green, Danny McBride and Ben Best. It's it's basically <laughs> like a it's like three fucking stoners from North Carolina who said, "Hey, you know what? What if we were able to make a, a movie that's based on like the shitty 1980s sword and sorcery movies, those real low-budget shits, your mm. Beastmasters, Barbarian yeah. Queen, all that nonsense. And then somehow they become famous, and a studio says, what would you like to make? And it's like, we'd like to make this stupid fucking movie idea mm.
0: we have. Yeah, what if this was his goal this whole time? Like, I don't like, think... It's c- like, this was his goal. You know, how, like certain, mm. I've always made these jokes, like, what if somebody, like, you, like, did somebody, like... You did something fucked up to somebody in like the sixth grade, and that motivated them to become so successful that they could just shit on you, and that was like their main goal. Right. And like they got that right. famous, and then they finally were able to do that prank on you, and then you're just like, you did this so you could do that the whole
1: time. I just imagine that somebody gives you fifty million dollars, and that's the estimated budget of this movie. This f- fifty million dollars? Someone gave 50 you fifty million dollars and you're like, I'm gonna make a dick and fart movie. Bro, this movie was not $50
0: million worth of
1: movie.
2: No,
0: no. Maybe the castle and all the like effects and shit, I guess, but like- The effects 50, were trash. they They no definitely way. pocketed some of this, I'm gonna be honest. And you know what? Shout out to them for being able to do this, but um, $50 million, like-
2: 50 million. It, that's the definition of white privilege yo you're right think of fun. the good that 50 million dollars could have gone to think of the good
1: think of how many master p movies you could do for 50 million dollars oh you my could god 50 million
0: you yeah you could do 50 million, <laughs> million master p movies with 50 million dollars if before.
2: not less or if not more probably somewhere in the vicinity of like 65 70. yeah
0: you would definitely get really? some really good master p movies with 50 million dollars yes that's crazy He's or crazy.
2: one that is completely off the rails
1: yeah. yeah, it'd be like masterpiece Caligula. <laughs> it would be fucking <laughs> amazing. You would ha- yeah, 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 you pretty much have. You got to
2: make a poster of masterpiece. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited because
0: masterpiece making his uh, he's making his like life movie, mm. kind of like his uh, Compton, his uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, which I'm because I'm I'm a huge Masterpiece fan, so I'm like excited for that. I'm very excited, and I can't. And it's
1: like give that movie a fifty million dollar budget. Really knock it out of the fucking park. Yeah, this is just. A waste and like look, the thing that really we talk about getting distracted. I got distracted during this movie because of so many of the faces that I recognize from other shit. People who weren't that famous at that point in time, at least not in the U.S. Like Damian Lewis, who plays uh, Bormont, you know the 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 knight who's harboring a a a crush on James Franco's uh, Fabius. Like that guy went on and like did Homeland and like became a star. Toby Jones is in all the, like, Avengers movies. And then there's, like, weird things. So, like, do you remember the start of the movie, the narration before we get to the um, the scene with Danny McBride? Uh, yeah, the Te leprechaun Hong?
2: opening credits.
1: The leprechaun-style opening credits. Do you know leprechaun, the v-
2: leprechaun-style closing credits. It was very strange how, like...
1: Do you know who the voice was for that? Who? It was the actor Charles Shaughnessy, who is uh, best known as the star... Of TV's The Nanny. Wow, they hired that dude. Like to do like that's three minutes of monologue. Name
2: something that happened in that part.
0: I think yeah, they definitely paid these people a shit ton of money. They paid all these people a shit ton of money, fifty million dollars.
1: Like he didn't even do any other narration for the rest of the film. He did like a two minute intro and was gone. I wonder how much they paid him. Like they paid him to do what? To set up a film that didn't need to be set up. Do you? Did we need exposition
2: on this fucking movie? Name a part that happened. Also, Fabius. Yeah. Is like, what a did very he say? Name. I
0: have to mention that
2: Fabius is a funny name. Fabius
0: is a funny name. It it's is. Pretty good. The names
2: are actually pretty good. Pretty good. Where? Where were they?
0: In terms Was of this,
2: this they universe were just ever the, actually? They were defined? just
0: in the medieval times, wherever medieval times.
2: But like, did the medieval were... times have like recorded aliens? No, I think like I think fingers in a potion. Is this Middle Earthy? I think we're getting to
1: some sort of like, maybe this isn't Earth. Maybe this isn't meant to be like.
2: Right. That's what I'm saying. Do you... Yeah. But they never really told us where we were or what the consequences of being there
1: were. Yeah. Because again, like there's no thought put into this. This is a movie that's like 90% improv. And. Oh, damn. This movie.
0: So they spent $50 million and box office only made $28 million?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this it was, was a, a bust. It was, it was a real total bomb. flop.
0: That I feel bad. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, I feel a little bad. I don't know. Really
1: you should not bad. feel bad because, no. like, all of these guys got second chances.
2: I mean, you're right about that part. And in fact, made a movie together called This Is the End, where is that a Gordon Green one?
1: Uh, No, but it's got a lot of the same guys. But all
2: the same dudes are in it, plus Craig Robinson's back. Yeah. It like, things.
1: no, because, like, th- I got to think about, like, David Gordon Green went after this film, went and did, like, went back to doing the kind of the art house style stuff he did beforehand oh thank god and then eventually came back and he's the guy behind the uh the the halloween movie so after rob zombie ruined the halloween franchise with two really shitty michael myers movies the last halloween movie was amazing is david gordon green so like don't feel too bad for him he keeps getting Uh, chance after chance after chance danny mcbride hbo will put anything he does on that's true. I see that name around a lot. And
2: to be fair, his HBO stuff is the best stuff.
1: So like cause th- that's like cause he did, you know, Eastbound and Except Down, then he did Vice Principles, and now he's got what Righteous Gemstones. Like he's had like three series where he's a star. Wait, yeah, so he
2: was in and he was in Hot Rod, which is you know Hall of Fame level shit.
1: So apparently, side note that there's yeah. there's two more Halloween movies coming out. Yep, they're gonna do it as a trilogy. That's Halloween. Oh, from the last one which is co-written by Danny McBride. So it's like all these guys get extra second chances and special chances again and again and again.
2: Oh, this wasn't a career killer at all. It just sucked.
1: It just sucked, yeah, it was pretty bad. This would have killed a lot of careers, this type of movie, but for some reason, all these guys basically got to keep going.
2: Well, by that point, Rogan was huge, 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 right?
1: Rogan that was like true. Rogan Seth Rogan was star in a movie with Barbara Streisand. huge
2: he was so huge so like at that point you know they had they had a wheel in the system they had already inserted their their man was there so he was going to get them jobs on whatever he was yeah there. so they went they so very just worst yes yeah, exactly. the ass pretty much so they could do whatever they wanted and this was and that's
0: why they made what honest.
2: we wanted was a movie yeah. that was made to me for 13 year olds who had just Heard about weed? That's yeah, who I think I the movie was for. I can't think of another audience that wanted to hear these guys talk about dongs for two hours.
1: This is what they thought was funny to them,
2: yeah. And
1: like that fuck, works. Fuckboy humor
2: it, is that they predated fuckboy. I know. I that.
1: mean, they look. It's basically like a, it's a scumbag thing. Like it's just kind of the hmm. scumbag humor that starts with which can off. be
2: very funny. It's not like the best thing in the world to do to people, but. I've seen movies. I laughed a lot at that type of shit. This did not get
0: me. Yeah, you have like funny dick joke movies, and right? Just like low like
2: the Naked Gun is like movie. one of the greatest movies of all time.
1: Think about the forty year old version, which predates all mm. of this. A movie full of dick jokes,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: douchey ribbing and like all that, but funny movie. And then like we go back to Pineapple Express. It's just like I forgot how funny Craig Robinson was in that movie.
0: Yo, Craig Robinson is amazing. Fire, then too,
1: and that's what makes me want to watch all these movies too because of Craig Robinson. Yes. And what's crazy is like, why wasn't Craig Robinson in this movie? This movie would have benefited so much from Craig Robinson.
2: You could replace honestly, almost anyone with Craig Robinson, and that would have been. It would have it, given ten more points on, Rotten Tomatoes.
0: It it might have uh I don't know. It might have been a bad look on him. I'm glad Craig Robinson had nothing to do with this movie. He might have just too. been like,
1: "No, nah, I don't want to do this."
0: It might have just been—I don't know. It might have just—it might have just sucked. And I probably would have just looked at him differently. Like, damn, he's actually made a bad movie. He has some... like he actually had a bad
1: role.
2: At that point, it would have been a shock too, because he was also on a crazy wave. Like that whole group was on a wave. Well, cause yeah. like, he
1: was also like, he was doing TV at that point too. So he was, was he on the office? He was on the office at that then? point. Yeah. office lasted until 2013. So he was like, Whoa. he's by that point, he was like in a starring role on the office. Like, I think he started out in the first season. Right.
2: That's what I'm saying. He, and, and he got
1: elevated. So he's on like the biggest show on television. So mm-hmm. he could be like, you know what? I'm not going to fly to Ireland to do your weird British swordsman movie. I'm going to, I'm going to stay here and be on the biggest show on television.
2: So- but they did, they caught him for this is the end. And he's like a delightful portion of that film. So I'm glad I'm I'm with, I'm with swag. I, I like that he's not in this film. Maybe he could have been the, the giant monster in the Russ Meyer part of the film that like creates the weird dragon hand.
1: Oh sure. Yeah. He could have been that that guy that Mart Martiti. Like that he could have been that character for sure.
2: Sure.
1: I think the problem for me with this movie is I don't know enough about the source material, these like shitty sword and sorcery movies. Right. To be able to be like, oh, I get what they're doing here. I'm just like, okay, the wise wizard is kind of like a dark crystal labyrinth Muppet thing. So they're doing like a a joke about that
2: but but it's not it's like it was just a hodgepodge of like eh? remember this thing uh, Eh? like it wasn't particularly pointed to be like we love those old movies it was more like we got baked and watched them and we tried to put together a movie like that
1: it's like i'm sure the mechanical there's a reason for simon the mechanical bird but i don't know what that reason is
2: why is there a mechanical bird og can you help us why was there a fucking mechanical bird in this movie? Nothing makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. I <laughs> didn't even remember that part.
1: Are we ready to talk about The Wise Wizard?
2: I'm ready to talk about The Wise Wizard
1: that Vulcan scene haunted me
2: first and foremost up until this point. Now there's not a whole lot of movie to talk about before now, but up until this point, it was semi engaging and it's kind of a movie up until that point. Then he falls down in the night suit, which is the last like big hearty laugh I got before it just went dark. Just pure Paul Bart. Yeah. A Paul Blart moment just an an incredible pratfall and then after that they'd smoke weed with this wizard and then we plunge into nonsense
0: yeah and it looks like they're smoking hookah rather than weed you know like it's it's like magic
2: dust too because there's like green and magenta coming out of them and stuff
1: yeah and it's just one long joke about child abuse right i mean look if you've watched what Danny McBride, what he's done with like Jody Hill, who's another one of these North Carolina fuckers. All right. It's basically like the dark humor (laughs) of the, the dark humor of the (laughs) foot fist way
2: or Jeff's favorite film, Observe and Report. Okay. First of all, we talked about this and I do not like that film. I did leave work on the clock once and get really drunk and see it. And then go back to work. That was a choice. I did do that. And I was the only one in the theater so I drank two huge Asahi's. I like left the theater during the movie, went and got the beers, came back and drank them and was like, this is so, so, so bad. And everyone, <laughs> I was miserable in there. I was like, this is what I chose to like stick it to my employer to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sit by myself and see this piece of shit.
0: Damn, so you had beers in the theater by yourself and watched this?
2: When it was apparent no one was coming, yeah, I went and got some Asahi's
0: that's that that's kind of sad i'm not gonna lie oh, bro man
2: well there's reasons i don't drink anymore there's well, reasons why
0: you don't drink anymore exactly yeah, is that yo big... is this one of the reasons
2: i don't now that i think about it probably it's it, it's a, a a collage of reasons really yeah <laughs> i mean a, but
0: that a... <laughs> that specific moment could just definitely have you like sam what am i doing with my life
2: yeah i took two hours out of my life but i got paid for it
1: oh i mean shout out to that yeah shout out yeah. to that <laughs> so the the wise wizard scene has not left me was haunted by this idea that like basically this is a film about child abuse hmm. and child molestation mm-hmm. and they played up to a joke where basically two words playful secrets which is just like i can't even fathom wait that's what this movie's about like basically it's just like this is the trauma i mean if i'm if we really want to get into it like this is the trauma of of get into somebody who spent his childhood mm-hmm. being molested by a weird fucking Muppet.
2: It wasn't just his childhood. Like he, you know, kind of coaxed them into uh, giving him a handjob, a couple of
1: handjobs. Uh, yeah, exactly. We got the handjob at the end, just punch the tip and twist it. But it also explains like why James Franco's Fabius, who's clearly has this like serious childhood sexual trauma. Uh-huh. Like he finds desire, his love object, uh-huh, is uh-huh. this idiotic, infantile character played by Zoe Chanel. Completely Dishanel.
2: pointless character.
1: Damsel in distress in a tower who, like, doesn't know what a fork is. That's I mean, his idea of who he goes for. So somebody who is even less savvy and even more vulnerable than he is. It's just a movie that is just cycle of abuse continuing.
2: Damn. Gary... I I applaud you for that speech. That's crazy. Uh, because I didn't pay enough attention. I saw it twice as well. I,
1: I didn't pay, pay enough attention, attention to make even, that, that, that connection,
2: though I did think those two things apart were both equally appalling and stupid.
1: We're we're meant to believe that Danny McBride is the is the flawed person in this film. We're meant to believe that this that this guy who sheltered and selfish is bad because being selfish is bad.
2: But not James the Franco, warlike, the warlike daddy's boy. Yeah,
1: the the war, the guy who basically goes off to fight, and in the midst of all this, is abused, and then when he finds a woman to be his bride, it's because she's basically got the brain of a child. Uh-huh. That's what we're dealing with in this film. It is true. That's what was, I'm saying. It's for thirteen year She 13-year-olds. was pretty slow. This is what the people who made this movie think is funny. Yeah, it damn. didn't feel
2: like there was a lot of no in the room, because
1: if I pulled this from watching it twice or three times in total, but twice in yeah. in a week, if I was able to pull that out, then like these people who lived in this movie in this stupid idea for years and years, this, the idea of this movie goes back to like Tropic Thunder, like Danny McBride started writing this movie on the set of Tropic Thunder, like 2008, I think, or whatever, like, Damn. Like this movie is what they wanted to do for a long
2: time. He got right? a lot better. Yeah,
0: he, they even say that they wanted to do that, and it's just it was just very poorly executed, honestly. And then when you say that too, it's just kind of like, yeah, uh, I'm just I'm just kind of all around disgusted.
1: I will take
0: any Master P movie. Over this, I will one hundred percent take any Master P movie over this. Are you kidding
2: me? Any Those Master are, P movie over this? At
0: least though, at least I know what I'm getting. I'm getting what? guns. Okay. I'm getting bad accents. I'm getting terrible acting. I'm getting fucking the worst type of improv. Shitty editing. Like I know what I'm getting going into a Master P movie. He's not offended. Like, oh, let me like put this meeting. Besides the mob thing, but that was like it was good because it like it still worked because at least it was real people and it was like. It went with the, the movie and like MP The Last Dawn, but it wasn't like cringy. It was just kind of like, this is funny because like, why the fuck would he do this? Versus like,
1: ew. If we ever watch MP The Last Dawn on this show, we're having you back on. I
0: would I would be Please,
1: honored.
0: please have me back on if you watch MP The Last Dawn, because that movie is so, bad oh my gosh <laughs> that uh what else bout it bout it um mm-hmm. yo uh balla blocking bala blocking sucks jesus christ wow. um, i
2: remember bala blocking my wow. hot
0: had- boys is like hot boys was like masterpiece like that was like his steven spielberg movie that was like his uh his fast and furious Hell, that, that was like yeah, that was like the high budget. Like yeah, this this looks good, but it was still kind of bad. It was it was still like the masterpiece touch, but it was mm. like that's like his best one. Um Damn, there's so many like low budget movies like that that I like. Yo, you know which one? You know which one's pretty like bad. Okay, yeah. Belly okay. Two. <laughs>
1: oh, Belly Two. Belly Two, yeah, belly
0: two sucks. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Belly One. They should have just called the
1: movie Compton. I cannot do that. <laughs> I love I love Belly like, like, like any red-blooded American. I love Belly.
0: Yo, Belly, but the first belly. But
1: belly, belly Two, I can't. I
0: can't. All even, right. I can't get through it. Belly Two was so bad it, it. The only reason it was good is because the game was a popular rapper around that time, and I really wanted to see him like shoot guns in Compton. Mm-hmm. I was like very obsessed with like gangs as a kid, just like studying them and shit. So I really like like to see that part but like it had nothing to do with Belly 2. Only thing it had to do was like, there was one person that was from Belly 1 in the movie that just made like a scene where they just show him and he's like shaking his head, like, hey, like, it's just a cameo. And then like, that's about it. The movie just sucked. can we not mention Friday when we talk about high movies? When my homies were in college, all they did was like, all their boys did was get high and watch Friday. And I mm. kind of got sick of it because I was just like, damn, man, there's two more Fridays. Y'all just want to watch the first one? Like, god damn, bro, you're, you're kind of killing us. Those time. are a whole
2: um, universe of movies
0: outside. i but then there's Friday. The same thing. this <laughs> next Friday. Next Friday is like, I think that's top tier Fridays. But then like Friday after next is like, low-key one of the best ones like next Friday I will say next Friday as a whole I think is the best one like I don't I don't know why I think it's just like it I don't it's it's a I think it's because it's a great um it's a great second movie you know something certain second movies usually kind of flop Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
0: sure like that one was like it was really good like it was like oh shit like they actually did their
2: thing on this I've definitely never heard anyone say next Friday is better than Friday. I've never heard that. Friday's good. Like, it's good, but I I don't know. It's just like...
0: It's not a criticism, of course. Yeah, it's not a criticism, but it's just like, we've all seen this before. Like, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, next Friday, something about next Friday is just like, it's funny. It's Next Friday is kind of funnier.
1: But I want to stop you for a sec. I want to stop you for a sec because you also seem to have a positive view of friday after next friday after next is great who doesn't who doesn't like friday
0: after next they're smoking crack that's friday after next is a great
1: movie you're telling me that that's a great movie
0: yo friday After next is amazing bro oh my what the party scene fucking pinky coming in (laughs) yo what that was specifically why i was pinky for halloween wow based off of that movie alone bro friday after next is a great movie then you have Terry <laughs> Crews. You, you have Terry Crews and Cat Williams. Yes, and they killed it. Two new char- two brand new characters. Right, and they were amazing for the Friday movie. It wasn't extra or anything. Then you had Miss Perley. She was fucking hilarious. Tell your fine looking daddy, I said, Ugh. "Hate that bitch." <laughs> Yo, like, bam! So many quotables from Next Friday. Oh my gosh. Fucking, you was eating while I was getting beaty. You're fine. Give me a whistle. Oh, fucking Uncle Elroy, when he got robbed and he started chasing the dude and Craig was like, slow down, slow down. You're going to hurt yourself. He got my role in. Security, you need to turn in your damn whistle. Or when they was getting robbed and homie was like, uh, fucking, he was he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was robbing them And he was like, what he you like? I only got $20. I ought to shoot your broke ass. And then uh, he was like, give me the Rolex. Looking like a Mississippi pimp. And he's like, "Oh no, not the rolling!" And then uh, he goes, nah, it's a stoli." It. <laughs> Matt, like it's just my quote. And I, and I describe that in a very bad way. But
1: if you no. watch the scene,
0: it's, you're killing it.
1: You have Bro. sold. You've sold me. I'm gonna watch. I'm rewatching this fucking movie. I'm watching
0: the fucking movie. And that's why I say Friday After Next is like a low key. Like I don't. The low key bad. People don't talk about it as much, but it is one of the funniest ones. If you really, it has it has the most quotables. I would say. It has the most quotables. All you can think of from Friday. Um uh what's it? I'ma beat the ass like that scene. Um yeah, you got my bud or my money, I'ma kill you, nigga. It's not like I didn't really say it the right way, but it's it's a couple quotables in that. Um, I mean, next Friday, it has it has some quotables, it has it definitely has some quotables for sure. But the so I I think next Friday. Has quotables, but it might have the least amount, but they're the most powerful quotables. Hmm. Like the bit, like the whole Baby D thing when he's describing Baby D and shit. That's just a fucking timeless classic. Uh, fucking when when uh, Sticky Fingers is talking um, on the phone and shit. That's just a classic. Like when they pull up on him. There, there's a, there's a couple quotables from there. But Friday After Next, in my opinion has the most portables. Huh. Like has the most fam. Right. You know I'm
2: convinced. I'm convinced. I'm you know I'm, how I'm, bad. You know how bad your highness is? We would rather talk about the Friday franchise. Every oh.
1: episode. Every episode. Than have your to highness, listen to highness any more talk trash. about that piece of shit movie.
0: Your highness literally just is it's a bunch of dick jokes. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's, it's just kind of like there's you, some you, Oh, there's whoa, so I less. got the best comparison to it. It's like season four of Boondocks. Oh, shit. Whoa. That's literally what it's like. Whoa. Nigga, you gay. That's all they kept saying in in the season four of Boondocks. And I was like, fam, why does this shit seem like kind of trash? And why does John Witherspoon not sound like John Witherspoon? And then come to find out, they got like white writers, because the um, Aaron- Yeah, they kicked McGruder out. yeah, 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 he was out. And then they just got writers, and they just kind of started overdoing the jokes. Like, the, the real funny, like, Nigga, you gay was hilarious, and like, the, the all the other seasons, but then in the fourth season, it was just kind of like, they kind of overdid it. That was just kind of like their claim. It's like fame. all
2: they heard when they went back and watched the rest yeah, of the show. Yeah, it was just kind of like, show. it just felt they like They went, went back and people. were like, this is the only thing we think is funny in this whole Yeah, thing.
0: It, it just felt like white people wrote boondocks. Yeah. Essentially. And that's what Your Highness... Your Highness feels like people that like Pineapple, Pineapple Express and all of these actors that are in those like Seth Rogan type movies just got them together and was like, oh haha, let me use your funniest jokes and just do them all like, just, just kill them. <laughs> Essentially, that's what it felt like. Makes
2: sense to me. And then like
0: I'm also into fucking Game of Thrones and Star Wars. So let me add those, too. Oh, yeah, and you guys smoke weed, so, like, smoke some weed, mate.